0: Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson, and for the next half an hour or so, we're going to be talking about all things drink. No food. There's no food to be seen anywhere in the studio. My fellow presenters are Ollie Lloyd, founder of Great British Chefs.
1: Hey, how's it going? Hello,
0: good. And Holly Shackleton, editor of Speciality Food Magazine. Hello there. Hello there. Hi. So, are we all gearing up for Christmas? we got, uh, what, two weeks to go? Two weeks to
1: go. Lots of cocktails ahead of us. Yes. Lots of alternative, uh, new... What are you doing
0: for presents? You, we've decided in our family, everybody's only buy each other one present each. Otherwise it gets out of hand.
1: Yeah, if I did that for my three-year-old, there would be a tantrum, mm. the like <laughs> of which even I have mm. never comprehended.
0: Yeah, if
2: my boyfriend did that for me, there would be a tantrum. You'd hit yeah. him. Yeah.
0: Yes. Mm, well, we'll see. We we just thought we'd try not to be so profligate. I like that word.
2: I think it means that you can be really thoughtful it? Do you think... You're do you, think, or you think more not? effort in. <laughs> or not, or
1: not. Do you know what I think Sue's really saying is she's not going to buy us a present this year. What?
0: Actually, oh, yeah. I'll buy you one. Oh, one. Okay, only so one. we should only buy one, one for each other. Only one. No. each. 1%. One each. In your household, do you go full on for the old Christmas tree? You know, do you really go for it?
1: We definitely have a Christmas tree and we normally have a wreath on the door. Good. And... Yeah, I've, I've always wanted, this, this is sort of the American part of me, I've always wanted like a nodding reindeer out the front or like a sort of swinging Santa on the front of the house. And may, maybe I need to go online and find something because I just think... You need it to would blow up
0: be, reindeer, don't
1: you? Yeah, but it's got to be moving. You know, you've got to do the whole sort of Americana. So who's not buying
0: this? I, oh, it's disgusting. I
1: mean, clearly it has no, t- it's, it's, no. it's appalling in every sense, but
0: quite fine. I mean, if I could get away with it, I wouldn't even have a tree, to be honest. No, but I wouldn't. I don't like them. Oh, I you that at nice. awful. Oh, they no. do. I got one from Lidl under protest last year. Like, after, uh, like Boxing Day, the whole thing fell apart. Just uh, it was see, all that's on the probably floor.
2: Why you don't like it? If you got a really nice natural one, made a day out natural. of picking one
0: out,
1: or make or make your own. Make your own with a few twigs and you know a few <laughs> things
0: hanging <laughs> off it. Of a <laughs> tape? Do craft. You know, embrace craft. A bit Kirsty, also, whatever her name is. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. I think you know. And in your new flat, are you gonna house? House, in your yeah. new, sorry, house. Because uh, we're in London, and everybody lives in flat. <laughs> um, in your new house, are you gonna, you know, but the
2: reason? The reason why I point out that it's a house is that I now have my own front
0: door. ta mm. And I
2: have yeah wreaths you need the everywhere. Wreaths, it? It's yeah. so so good. Yeah. Spray um, snow. No, no, no. Because it's my first year on the street. I don't want to get a reputation.
1: Oh, definitely get things out.
0: Get it, get it out there, get it out there, straight
1: <laughs> away. Yeah, banners, yeah, happy Christmas. You know, big old. You know, invite everyone round for drinks.
0: I will do that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, if you did invite them round for drinks, what is your Christmas tipple? What do you, what do you like?
1: That's an extraordinary question. That implies there's only one. Have <laughs> got to be. Okay, you know, so, what tipple
0: so, do you start with on Christmas Day?
1: <clears throat> so, do you know what my grandfather always used to start with, which I never would, was a white lady.
0: What is that?
1: It's a lot of egg white. Ooh. And it's like that, I, I think... Got like it, avocado. Yeah, it's sort of gin and... I think it's gin and champagne, is it not something? I mean, it's... You
0: just made that up.
1: No, I, I can't remember. But I, I remember the adults would always drink this thing called a white lady. Mm. And it just looked rather pale and, and alcoholic. For me, it's, it's all about a really good bottle of red wine.
0: So we, we always start off with champagne and bacon sandwiches. <laughs> about 11 o'clock. Really nice. Mm because nice. you
1: probably haven't been up since 3 in the morning trying to bat the kids uh, away.
0: I have it. to go and wake everybody up because if I'm excited and nobody else is wake at 8 o'clock. It's like, can we start Christmas, please? Mm. Hmm. And then, um, do you start off with anything? Or? Bucks fizz. Yeah, mm. of course. Very good. Yeah. And then, um, I might have a Surely little bit of gin and tonic. Surely this year it should talent.
1: be an English sparkling wine rather than champagne. Yes,
0: you know, with English sparkling, mm. actually. Yeah, okay. And then, um, yeah, I do like a nice bottle of red wine with... with I always cooked chicken, I don't like turkey. Do you have turkey? I, I do Squirrel. everything I can to avoid turkey. Yeah, no, no, we never oh, we I, love often, turkey. I haven't had turkey Maybe. for Christmas lunch for decades.
2: I have this thing though where whereby if you only have an item once a year, then it's one of my favourite things. So we used to go uh, drive up to Yorkshire to see my grandparents. Stop off for fish and chips on the way, and it was the only time in the year that we had fish and chips. And it was one of my favourite meals of the year. I
1: thought you were going to say that you, that's when you, you'd, you'd knock out the turkey, turkey. on the way up, yeah, roadkill, <laughs> drive it back the down again.
2: <laughs> um, but, but no, but right. Christmas and take it back. Oh, <laughs> nice one-off meals, keeps them mm. special.
1: I, I say, I, I just, I just find turkey really. It's all about the trimming. So oh, we no, often it do it on yeah. Thanksgiving. That, then you get the turkey out of the way. It's my American father's side. Get Get that done. Then we can actually enjoy a really good meal on Christmas Day. I have no idea what my sister-in-law is cooking. Shamira, don't let me down. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm sure she won't. I'm sure she won't. Now, lots of people now don't drink drink alcohol. So what would you, if somebody arrives, what would you offer them? What was your go-to?
1: So... I know either I or my wife will be driving on Christmas Day from one side one to the other to go for, for our meal. So actually, I won't be drinking, probably. So I haven't actually worked that out yet. But I think ah, well, I've I, some people here who might be able to help you. Do you? That's good mm. news. Mm. Miles would probably be kombucha, but that's not what these guys do, so I'll ask something different.
0: Kombucha? No, that's, that we remember day. that really nice one we had. I know, but not the real kombucha day. company christmas day look if you're not having alcohol you've got to have something. <laughs> as well i've got ellie webb from calenio here hi ellie Hello. i'm hoping you're gonna help <laughs> um we can definitely help, help ollie because he's got a drive on christmas day and i've also got chris hanaway of infinite session hi chris hi, hi, hi. um beer's really good now non-alcoholic beer i mean some of them are fantastic i think in a way that nobody's cracked wine yet would you agree with that
1: We had who who were the beers we had? We had Ghost Ship, didn't we? Um, At Nirvana,
0: we've had we've had quite a few. We had um,
2: last last month the head of beer at Beerhawk was here, and he was saying
0: there are some good options around
2: now. Yeah.
0: Mm. So, so Ellie and Chris are going to educate you. That uh, very kindly bought some stuff as well. That's very kind. Of yes, you. and we have Christy in the studio who's going to be our, our drinks monitor. Thank you, Christy.
1: Make sure no one gets her um, hand.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, uh, just before we do that, I hear you've got a new job, mm. founder of Great British Chefs, Ollie Lloyd. I have, is that I true? It is true. It is true. Come it's on, on in. Let's build a beam. So I'm Me going and Holly to. Holly just carry on doing what we're doing all yeah. the time. <laughs> you've got something different. Well, so, yeah, so I'm going to work for Hearst. Who's that? Randolph Hearst. William
1: Randolph who who is the oh. founder. Uh, so they're the biggest magazine publisher in the UK. Oh, so it's in competition, Holly. <gasps> well, no, D- yeah. D- so you're part very of DC Thomson, and yeah. um, so they're very much the. They own things like Good Housekeeping, but they also own Cosmo, Red, Prima, Bazaar, oh, yeah, yeah. Esquire. Uh, men's health women's health runners world net doctor. it was a, a whole load about like 27 so they're a big old big old piece, and I'm going to help them build their food proposition <gasps> and drink proposition so to helping them actually start to think more creatively about how they do that because they're doing great jobs there but there's not so what, in the world
0: of printing though
1: in the, in the world of-, of printing and the world of digital uh, and also working with all their clients
0: so as uh, a food magazine or No, so, so.
1: we don't know yet. We're going to go and have a look and see how things done. I mean they've got some I mean good housekeeping. They're massive. You know, they've got their own mm-hmm. kitchen, they do testing. So they've got lots of uh really interesting food propositions in really different ways. And in some ways the question is how do we bring it all together? What can we make of it? Where are the opportunities?
0: Where's the future? Where are the trends? Most yes, people really want to read about that stuff. And you're you're very trade orientated, aren't you, Holly, in terms of speciality food? Yeah,
2: I guess. Okay. Um I mean, our read are a trade. Just across the trade,
0: um, government and retail and everything. Farm shops.
2: Um, But I think we cover, I mean, we cover the whole of the industry.
0: But I do think there is a a thirst for consumers uh, understanding more about food. Yeah, I think if if we
1: look at the stuff we had last week where we were talking about the, the stacks of people growing things, and actually, that's an amazing story. And actually, if you sat down with a friend, over a non-alcoholic beer or a non-alcoholic cocktail and talk to them about the fact that there are these, you know, these units where you can grow herbs in. Yeah. You know, actually, we're all kind of interested in Well,
2: it's in actually, that. yeah, it's amazing. And it's, you know, I don't think there is much of a divide really in kind of the information that consumers want to know and the information that the industry wants to know. It's just what we're covering in kind of industry-specific stuff is stuff that consumers are going to be interested in and wanting to experiment
0: with a few months down the line. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's a huge thirst for knowledge in terms of food and drink. I'm going to give you some facts now. The non-alcoholic industry is currently worth £100 million a year. That would be more than that. From April 2018 to April 2019, Britain spent a record £57 million on low or non-alcoholic beers. Wow. That's quite good. And that's an increase of 39%, which I think pretty much says it all, really. Um, The non-alcoholic spirit market has only been around really for the last three years, but it's quickly growing Um, Surprisingly, it's not just the health conscious like me driving this market
1: You're you're in the health conscious category. Mm,
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes Uh, There's interest from across the board from all consumers who are trying to look at ways to cut down And according to research by Nielsen one in ten shoppers are looking to cut down their alcohol intake and 29% Twenty nine percent of young Brits identify as complete non drinkers, and we need to make sure we've got some good grown up offerings for them. I think because they're, they're, they're out there looking for them, and Selfridges, I know that's where you shop. Yeah, like,
1: Harrods is too far away. So <laughs> <laughs> local
0: sales of non alcoholic spirits were up fifty percent year on year. Ah now in the in if you're in the food sector that that's huge isn't it 50 percent increase
1: but the interesting thing is i don't think it's still and i'm sure you'll have a view on this very well stocked outside of the margins i mean i have a really lovely independent wine and spirit shop next to me um highbury vintners and they probably have two things it's probably both seed lip and actually that's no i know i mean sue's making a face at me saying "Oh, i can't wait to have another glass of that um I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, the, the, I, I, I just don't think it's actually taken
0: up the way it should have done necessarily. No, no. So, um, so Ellie, in terms mm. of Calenio, just explain exactly what this drink is. It is a spirit, isn't it? Or, or, or do you call it a spirit? Yes,
3: yes. Yeah, so yeah. we call it, yeah. um, we actually refer to ourselves as a tropical non-alcoholic spirit.
0: Non alcoholic spirit, so it's a, there's a definite yeah. category there non alcoholic spirit, yeah. Um, and uh, presumably it's got botanicals like you would in gin and things like that,
3: yes. What's so we much? have we have around 12 botanicals, so um. Our main botanical is something called the berry, which is growing in South America. It actually grows in the rainforest. Um, we have pineapple, papaya, so we have some tropical, more tropical botanicals, and that's balanced also with citrus, so Sicilian lemon, lemongrass, and also some spices like coriander and cardamom. So
0: it's essentially a, a, a balance of tropical citrus and spice. So um, I'm going to ask Christy to pour us a drink if you don't mind, old chap. Thank you. Um, uh, so what? So what is the difference between distilling alcohol and non-alcoholic? This, you know, what, what what part of the process is different?
3: Well, the main the main difference is the absence of alcohol. Um, mm. So we
0: so do you start off with no alcohol? Is that how it works? Or so there in
3: with some of the ingredients, there are some um, small amounts of alcohol used in the maceration. Uh the the process is very similar in terms of the distillation, so essentially your distillation uh, distilling steam. So that's what we do with Celennial, though. We focus on getting the the core flavour of the botanical out. Uh, so without having to rely on alcohol to then carry the flavour afterwards. Because the way I, I explain it to most people a lot of the time is if you if you were to have a alcoholic gin or an alcoholic spirit and you have that flavour if you were to remove the alcohol from it or the alcohol wasn't there what you'd be left with was all that lovely botanical flavour so that's what we
0: focus on really so the process is exactly the same as producing any spirit it's just that you take the alcohol out
3: Um, we just we don't use the alcohol alcohol we we don't distill with
0: alcohol okay yeah now um, colonia is quite um, I I recognise it it's it's, um, distributed quite widely isn't it I think
1: do you? I have to say, I, I, I'm obviously. you not seen it before. <laughs> no, I have. I'm obviously oh. looking in the wrong section of the bar.
0: Oh, okay. So, so we, how, how do you make it? You're gonna. Um, yes. Just, so. Just make me our one per,
3: Our perfect serve is just 50ml uh, calenio. Although I'll just do a small measure. So one part gin, your know. three parts tonic.
0: You're okay. This one. Do
3: you prefer double dutch or? I
0: love double dutch actually. Okay. I, I love the double dutch girls. They're good. So I'm just going to put that between a couple of glasses. Uh, here we are, Ollie. Try some of that.
3: So yeah, our, sta- our standard serve is culling with tonic and we say uh, to garnish it with an inkberry because that's our our hero botanical. And to garnish it
1: with an inkberry? An inkberry, yes. I have loads of those in my garden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can, you, so, can you do one for uh, a yeah, press as well? Because what I, want, I want a bit of your you know expertise on that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, interrupted that, Ellie.
3: Anyone else like some? Good.
0: like some? We've all got one.
3: Um, yeah, so that's the question we get asked <laughs> a lot of the time what's an inca berry? So it's a tropical South American fruit. You may also um, know it as a Cape gooseberry or phyllis. So you can pick it up oh, in most oh, supermarkets. It comes in a little bag, sort of papery lantern shell. And then if you peel it back, you see a bright orange berry. Mm. and that's the it's sort of got pineapple um citrus notes a bit of mango in there and so you'll you'll feel the tropical notes coming through
0: you can definitely um, uh, a, the junipers in there
3: it's a really fun ingredient and it's a really fun garnish and and it's a talking point you know people always ask, well what is it and then you can you know quite visibly show it as a as the garnish so it's what? it's distinctive enough that not, you know, people want to know more, but then in terms of availability you you can pick it up in most markets and supermarkets. It's so, just it's just a case of looking.
1: So Sue and I've often done this and everyone always tells us not to. So I'm what's it like drinking it neat?
3: It's actually, I mean, you make your own decision, but it's quite pleasant neat. A lot of people say they like it just neat on the rocks. There's a little bit of sweetness there, but also bitterness and you'll, you'll get tropical. What's the sweetness coming from? Um, the sweetness, so we use um, we use a little bit of glycerin, which just binds the ingredients. So in the absence, we don't use sugar and we don't use alcohol. And you'll find a lot of spirits use glycerin to just bind their uh, ingredients and bring out the flavour a little more. And that's, that's what actually,
0: gives it the mouthfeel, though, because sometimes the, the spirit stuff's quite thin without alcohol. Just give it a little bit more mouthfeel as it well. the texture a bit more.
3: Yeah.
0: Ollie, come on.
1: I'm really... It, it, so, so on my... Journey into the world of, of, of non-alcoholic spirits. I suppose I've had baraggio and I've had seed lip. Um seed lip sips on the medicinal end of the journey.
0: I'm really sorry. I can't I just don't see how anybody can like seed lip. I just you know, but find it's a, it incredibly strong tasting in a very yeah. medicinal way.
1: Yeah. is in the middle, and you feel like you're much further down the sort of sweet um. Aromatic, playful kind of way. It, yeah. feels, it feels quite, it Citrous. feels quite different.
3: Yeah. Selfishly, I created a product that I could drink, and then I sort of went out and took it to other people and yeah. to see if they liked it too. So, the way I kind of see it is, we're we're quite distinctive in terms of we 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 use tropical botanicals, um, we do things a little bit differently in, in in that respect. But actually, it's still quite accessible in terms of the taste, and it's mm. not it's not something you're trying even neat and going, oh gosh, I don't like the taste of that. It's not polarizing. Uh, and and we get we get really nice feedback about a taste. So when you add it to tonic... Chris?
4: Yeah, I think the tropical bit definitely comes through. Um, I'll, <clears throat> to be totally honest, I haven't actually tried a lot of the non-alcoholic spirits out there, but I do think it's got really nice sort of complexity and sort of to it, it's, it's sort of layered, and as you say, it's got that sort of balance yeah. of sweetness and bitterness, and definitely the tropical angle comes through, I think, compared to what I've else I've tasted. Holly, That's
0: your so thoughts good. on that?
2: I like that it kind of has the fruitiness and sweetness of a kind of uh, this a soft drink but obviously a kind mm. of grown up good quality soft drink yeah. um but it's not too herbaceous so kind of lo- lots of non alcoholic spirits way too herbaceous yeah. or taste really strongly of rosemary or whatever it is and it's really really punchy yeah but the fact that you have the combination means that you can kind of or not you know the the juniper yeah. um adding a bit of like that adult flavour yeah it's just a really good combination
0: well I quite like that yeah I agree I could do that and I think um, you know if you're Christmas morning I think everybody else may be having a gin and tonic you could... Christmas morning
1: it's 6.30 <laughs> <laughs> the children up <open> with their <laughs> oh, yeah. stockings okay and it's mid- well, can mid-morning we you still be having this five hours it. yeah you could you for the it end in the morning, morning. <laughs> yeah no rules well my 83 year old father is reaching for a, for a gin and tonic
0: yeah I reckon if you if you so had loads of ice, and um, personally, I wouldn't do one to three. I'd do one and one uh, on tonic. I, I think it needs to be quite strong, mm. actually. Don't you? I, I quite like I didn't like it neat, but I, I quite liked it I'd, just with a dash of tonic. That, for me, is the taste test, though. We've, yeah, we, it is. I mean, of course it is. It, it stands
1: yeah. up neat. I think it's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, have you got other combinations there? No, you just got tonic water what else would you do
3: what else uh, so would we're you have ginger cocktails at the morning which uh, at the moment which we're launching for dry january which we've actually got a coffee one we've got one that um, enhances even more the tropical flavors we've got some references back to south america because actually that's where a lot of the inspiration came from for the drink because when i was working on clenio i went back to colombia and i traveled around the country and and so lots of the um, cocktails take inspiration from that so we've got about five or six that we're developing at the moment which will come out in January.
0: I'm, um, yeah, I'm going to get some of that for any, anybody that comes along that, that isn't going to drink on Christmas Day.
1: I think we might get that as our Christmas present.
0: I already have some. <laughs> ah, yeah, always one's good. Good. there <laughs> you go. Yeah. Um, and uh, you were named number one in five of the best non alcoholic spirits by the Mail on Sunday. Yes. My favourite newspaper of all time, The Mail. You're yes. very happy with that. Yes, they've never <laughs> got anything wrong. No. No. Um, but what I do like about it is it's, it's sweetener-free, which I really like, and you haven't got any artificial flavours, and I think some of the other ones, you, you know, are a bit...
1: And that's impressive, I think, because it does pack a punch, yeah. and the fact there are no artificial flavours is, is a really, yeah. Yeah. you know, it shows your processes.
3: It was quite important that all the flavours were natural and and we focused on, because, you know, a lot of the time, if people aren't drinking, it's it's for a health perspective, mm. lifestyle, and, mm. you know, I think packing it full of sugar or you know artificial flames it's would have not just really been the point. wrong yeah exactly <laughs> no. exactly it's not the point yeah.
1: <laughs> but let's be honest that's what the current market is you know if you go into it your average pub in the middle of nowhere horrid. it is yeah. a highly calorific sugary soft it makes you feel
0: awful the next day I might well yeah. drink <laughs> Well, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. um, so we can find that in Sainsbury's, That's where I've seen it. I yes, think quite a can. lot. You can, yeah.
3: Amazon, and on our website. Yeah,
0: and for me, um, if you can, if you can get some great cocktail recipes, that would be that would be good. We
3: have got some on our website. We've okay. got some on our website good. already. So um, we've got the tropical which has gone down really well, which is actually with lime juice and uh, mm. pineapple juice. I can see that. That's mm, a
1: really I can nice see one
0: that too. Good. Well, um, good luck with that, Ellie. Uh, okay. Shall we? should we have a, uh, decide what we think about Chris now? Shall we? Now we've now we've analysed yours. So infinite session. Yes. Why did you start that, Chris?
4: Um, so it's me and my brother that started it. Um, we launched uh, last February, and after a bit of sort of R and D on the product, but we just love love beer, love the taste of it particularly, and uh, also realised that we can't really drink beer every day. And uh, it was sort of by initially just experimenting with what was out there from the um, alcohol-free beers perspective and seeing that there wasn't quite the complete sort of parallel or beer that we were having when we were out in these breweries that had popped up around us since we'd started living in, in London about sort of eight, nine years ago. So, yeah.
0: And you say on your website that you believe beer is bigger than booze. That's it, yeah. Is that pretty much in a nutshell what we're thinking?
4: Well, I think that point is around, you know, when you walk into a, a bar or a pub nowadays, I don't think it's about you if you with with a group of mates ordering everyone the same thing which is a four or five percent sort of continental lager i think you know i will happily be at a, a beer festival and be drinking our beer on one round at 0.5% and then a 13% sort of stout. And I think, you know, that's where the whole category is sort of really opening opening up.
0: Mm. So are, are we going to allow to try some
4: then? Yeah, Chris? please do. What, what, so have got? I've got some, what have we got? have got some of our IPA. Uh, I really like this right one.
0: So. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Do you like this one, Ellie? If you had this? Yes. So, um, it's called, I mean, um, Infinite Session is is quite well known, isn't it? Um, the brand's doing quite well. So let's have a little taste yeah, of that. And sure. is it only in cans, Chris?
4: No, so we do or do bottles, bottles as well, but I'd say yeah, most of our business now is, is in cans. I think people... Um, have really warmed to cans over the last few years. They're definitely the most sort of growing format because they protect the beer from sort of light and oxygen, the best best kind of way, the light and all that kind of thing. So I took
0: somebody into um, a, a really nice place, I'm terribly sorry i forgot the name of it, in Bath. Okay. And it was full of mostly cans. Yep, 400 different sorts of beers wow. there. And um, this person was a little bit older.
4: Yeah.
0: And they just thought that cans were, you know... Yeah, you don't do cans. Yeah, whereas it's completely changed, hasn't it? Because because the technology's changed. So I remember when we had Andrew Morgan on um, um, the other week, um, he was saying that you know now you've got that barrier between the outside and the inside, you don't get that horrible metallic taste that you used to yeah. get. Um, also it keeps uh, the beer in the dark which is much better yep. um, and you can get the cans cold they stay cold for longer they're cheaper to ship you know um, and they're more environmentally friendly yep. you know, you can go on and on and on and it does seem to me that cans are being embraced
4: now yeah definitely um, and that's showing in Part sales probably of that anybody kind of over 40 <laughs> but, you know, I think they're coming on board cheers. So. yeah cheers ah,
0: cheers mm. cheers so Ellie why do you like that? Um. You're a beer drinker Just, as yeah, well.
3: Yeah, well, I, I live in Bristol and, and there's lots of craft, like you said, lots of craft mm. breweries growing up and kind of popping up in the last five, six years, really. Um and I just, I just think the flavors are really interesting. I yeah, thanks. Nice. The I And mean, I think the
0: nice thing about me is when I went into this uh, place, um, that you know, I, I don't know any of those beers because they're very niche and they're you know different. But um, if you just tell, you know, somebody there who's serving, this is my taste profile. I like this. I like that. They'll then pull you off some really nice ones to try. Um, and interestingly, you've just nipped out to get some beers to have tonight, haven't you? Yeah. Why this- have you gone and got two very expensive beers as opposed to get some wine? Isn't that interesting? Because
1: she works for speciality for it's a, for a speciality fine food, she's got to do something food. different, hasn't she?
0: Always, <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: because beer is a really exciting category that's growing. There's amazing people making it, um, and this place, House of Can, is in Cold Drops Yard. Yeah. Absolutely amazing, and just the variety that they have there is fantastic. And and I can say I really like this, this, and this. And they probably have hundred. Hundred and fifty different cans, but they can always make a recommendation, and then their menu is changing every week. So I think that kind of.
0: But again, somebody is saying, "I'm not going to spend seven pounds on a beer," and you think, "Well, but you're prepared to spend, well, in London, twelve pounds on a really crap Mm. glass of wine," Um, and and actually, I think a load of people are turning around to the fact that actually, I can spend seven pounds on a really really nice because it's, you know, it's just it actually lasts longer. It's just as you know complex and interesting yeah and they're, and,
2: they're so well crafted as yeah. well so i got two i got one for myself which is a Berliner Weiss, which is kind of wheat beer and it's really fruity and it's been made by people who really love what they're doing and you know really good quality and i got one for my partner um which is a double ipa so higher in alcohol is eight percent or something so it is but he'd only have that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but you'd have it you know It's not a session ale, you know, you'd have it as a kind of one-off, it's a treat, Mm. it's maybe a gift, and you really appreciate it more so than you would on a bottle of wine that costs three times the price, I
0: think. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think a lot of people are coming around to Mm. thinking that. Are you finding that, Chris?
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like I say, I drink regular beer as well, and you're lucky enough to go visit quite a lot of different um breweries and that kind of things and some of my favorite beers are barrel aged stouts at 13 14 and those you really savor you drink like a a wine or even like a whiskey and um, you can just get such depth of flavour um, with those and like I say, I'd like to think as well at the bottom sort of end of the ABV spectrum as well and and that's where it's really opened up and yeah, I think we'll increasingly see more matching with foods with beers particularly, there's so much more being done in terms of flavour and perspective. We had
0: that lovely lady from the um, Craft Beer Association of mm. America do you remember when she, she yeah. came over and she very kindly cooked us, I think it was meatballs I mm. think and and then she poured a beautiful stout with that i couldn't believe how well they yeah, went okay. together yeah. but it just it just went brilliantly together and i think i need more help on advice on food mm-hmm. matching with beer yeah because beer isn't as, as calorific as you think at all it, that old thing about having a beer gut it's not really true is it
2: well, i think it depends on how much you obviously, have obviously yeah. yeah. obviously so, that was, that
1: was a demographic beer, if, group yeah. that was like cortina man
0: Cortina man. You know, it was I like, like
1: it literally was like, a, you know, it was a marketing concept. I mean, yeah. it almost like, you know, the beer gut thing mm. was almost like a, a group. But I tell you, if i really interesting that beer is I would struggle to know that it's alcohol. Me too.
0: Yeah. I'd really I mean, struggle.
1: I, I don't drink enough beer and maybe... I'd really struggle. Would, if you drank a lot of beer, would you know?
4: Well, um, I do... Can we try another one I'm while a- you're saying that, Chris? Yeah, yeah, of got course, a different, a, b- a different one. Yeah, yeah. I what can got? bring out uh, got? the pale. I good.
3: don't think you would, and I think well, this is it a why a it's larger. um testament Something to the better. industry is that the drinks are getting much better, mm. and actually, Ooh. you know, very often you can do a sampling and someone tries your product and, and they go, oh, if you hadn't told me, I wouldn't have realised that was non-alcoholic. Yeah. And I think this is...
4: Yeah, I think definitely that, that's the reason that it's growing as much as anything, um, and that's right across the board, is because the products are getting a lot better. There's mm. just a lot more thought and care, I think, having gone into them. Um, like
0: but wine hasn't been cracked at all.
2: No, it's, it's just very berryish. It kind of just tastes like grapes, rather. I would say that with this, this log it's is lovely. very hoppy. Yeah, which often you don't get in non-alcoholic beers or kind of low ABV beers. Yeah. It, it all just tastes a bit muted, whereas this is still really quite punchy and yeah. it's got a good colour on it as oh, well. So.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously with the with the IPA, hops, because they don't contain any kind of alcohol, they allow us to get as much flavour in there as possible. Um, pills, um, obviously, it's a lot less on the, from a hoppy perspective and that's definitely probably the hardest one for us to, to brew and to get right and we're still trying to work as hard as possible on on doing that because you can just add so much more with those hops we realized that like, people there's a there's a definite time and place for a for a nice lager and so um yeah we really wanted to get that um I really like that as well that oh, at pilsner thanks very much
0: try try that early and see what you think
4: but i think I, the key I, I was just layering the ingredients Yeah, and, i don't
0: like ipa anyway so so I'm, i was struggling with that one but but i don't like ipa full stop so a Pilsner's
1: get, good as an ipa
0: i wouldn't know the difference classic. i mean yeah, it's not no.
1: No. I mean, I think, you know, when we look at some of the vegan products that are out there, you often try things and you're a bit like, yeah, but it's just not as good as a cheese, is it? You know, we have vegan cheese, we have certain things that are trying mm. to be other things. And I think what's really interesting in the beer category in particular, the boundaries are just disappearing. Yeah. They really are.
0: I mean, if you, if, you, know, if you can get stuff this good, why would you have the alcohol?
4: I think there's always going to be a time and a place for alcohol, and we would say that as much as anyone. I yeah. think our message is is definitely one around choice and moderation and pace mm. and all of that. Um, you know, being in control of and when and you know what you want to drink.
0: Yeah, or, um, or fitting these in between some drinks.
4: Yeah, that's mm. definitely really how we see it. Yeah. And for us, it was coming home on a Monday night or whatever, having had a fairly heavy weekend, for example, and still wanting that kind of relaxing experience that just opening a beer when you get in. Um, I have From no idea what you. you're talking
0: about, obviously. <laughs>
4: New help on that it just, one. Monday night, beer. Yeah.
0: It, what did we call it? The Wednesday hump? That was the other one. Yes, thing.
1: that
4: was the that was, that was really,
1: The transitional drink, was one oh, of the yeah, concepts
4: yeah.
1: we talked about. <laughs>
0: have you got any more there? Um, yeah, we've got Oh, we've got. Oh,
4: there you go. Just I'm a little taste. On yeah, we'll keep
0: laughing
2: them again. <laughs> I think, as well, Infinite Session, I finally, since we started recording, got the. <laughs> the meaning behind that yeah um because with session ales they may just be kind of four three and a half or four percent or something yeah but people don't stop at one or two (laughs) or even three so it's just you know you think you're being relatively sensible by not having an 11 percent beer Mm. but or you know five or six percent but actually it all adds up so if this is just as tasty Mm. minus the guilt and you know then it's worth a go it's worth having have many of these plus a really really good eight percent or something yeah and that's a really good
0: well-rounded drinking session yeah
4: (laughs) yeah yeah, definitely
0: so so where's it going to go from here uh chris you're just going to keep extending the range
4: well we've got three in the range at the moment um the pills parallel and the ipa um i think at the moment we've been focused on those three we've had them all um for a year now having launched 18 months ago we're still focused on improving each of those products rather than just adding new ones. Um, I wouldn't say for the sake of it, because of course that's like fun and experimental and pushing boundaries. But certainly with, um, you know, brewing these kind of beers, there's, there's quite a lot of, I guess, precision involved on the recipe side of things and, and with the brewmasters. And so I think we'd rather improve each one of them by a percent or so each each time we brewed it rather than bringing out a new one that's not going to be quite at the same same level Very sensible. Um, for now.
0: Very sensible. Yeah. Ollie, do you think there is gonna be a time where it, drinking alcohol I don't know, is seen as a bit idiotic because because the choices are so you know, so good that you don't have to. Does that make oh, sense? I think the I mean, obviously alcohol does can give you a buzz and all, all sorts of other things, but but um you know, coming home during the week, I don't want to drink tea anymore. I've drunk tea all day and I don't really want water or a soft drink often. Um if if the if the non-alcoholic stuff gets so good, particularly that sort of in the evening type drink,
1: what I can't work out is is alcohol in twenty years' time going to be one of those things we look back on and go, God, it was crazy the amount people we used to that. drink.
0: Yeah.
1: And I can't work that out. I can't work out yet whether because the flip of that is life has never been more intense, more polarizing, more conflicted you know, the tension levels, you know, the levels of uh, pressure that people are under, particularly younger generations, is, is extraordinary. And, and like something that another thing we've never seen before. And yet, you know, you see at the flip of that in America, massive growth of legalization of, of, of cannabis. And, you know, so that there, there's no question that there remains a need for people to escape. And alcohol has always been about relaxing and unwinding. But it also had this thing behind it, which was, it was also a great taste. and It was a great experience. And there were rituals around it. Mm. Which was less easy to say with smoking, and I think, though obviously the rituals, but the taste—you know—you could argue people got into it, but it was hard to argue that it was a great taste. When I mean, I'm an ex-smoker, and I, you know, I'd say that. Um, so but smoke,
0: this is so smoking's going out the window. Yeah, yeah but drinking but, but, might but, go out the window, and all But I think be what's on, interesting
1: is you've you've resolved the taste problem. Soft smoking. so now you've got the taste problem has gone in the world of beer and spirits. I agree with you, not wine. Where what what, what people maybe choose more clearly about alcohol it's sort of more maybe it's more medicinal it's you know in the same way that you know marijuana it's, it's interesting how are these things going to shift i'm not
0: sure the thing the thing i would say that that working in london in the 80s when i don't think you were even born uh early 80s people were drinking phenomenal amounts yeah. i mean way more than we do now and uh, um and just i mean I, everybody i knew at work would go for a lunchtime drink you know during work and then after work and and you know serious amounts of alcohol really Obviously I worked in the advertising industry so maybe that wasn't particularly helpful but, you know, it it just was much more uh, part of what you did. Um, I think people drink less huge organisation,
4: Less but better in terms of people like you were sort yeah, of and getting at, people that picking and right choosing it. Yeah. and it having almost more of that functional rather than that kind of mindlessness slightly yeah. to it I think yeah people are always I think gonna want that release and the kind of knees up and all that kind of thing and it's been funny like since I started I'm of an age now where I've had quite a few weddings of friends getting married and that kind of thing and you know, them asking me to provide, you know, to give them some alcohol-free beers and i would just been really surprised at how well that's sort of gone down and in that sort of phase, of the early part of the um, the reception, the sort of afternoon, quite popular particularly at that time, but then it's still definitely by the end of the night people are very much on the alcohol at the bar and I think it's, again, it's just more that... Being used being, to pace yourself in a way. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Just, being, just being a bit more conscious of what you're choosing but there's, I don't think it's ever going to really change or go out like completely with the window of mm. like alcohol it's not going to completely vanish mm. but I think there will be an attitude change.
2: I think there may be um a slight kind of ov- not overlap but similarities with meat in that people are kind of just eating less but eating better mm. and so you know people Thank are always going to eat meat and people know the reasons um, why maybe they shouldn't and people know the reasons why maybe they shouldn't be drinking so much alcohol but it's just mm. kind of Yeah, people making that conscious decision to, yeah, less but better.
0: Ellie, last word down to you. Do you agree with Chris? It's hard to predict. Yeah,
2: I think you made an interesting point about
3: escapism and people sort of using alcohol as a reason to escape. I think nowadays you're seeing people are more in touch with emotions but also a bit more educated so you're seeing more people taking up yoga and more people living a bit more of a balanced lifestyle so that doesn't just extend to what they eat but also mental health. and I think people are more, I guess, recognising the negative effects of alcohol and, and
0: turning to. I, think, and I th- think they're linking more to do with what they shove in their mouth in terms of food and drink and actually the effects it is having. Yeah. But whereas there was a, a bit of a disconnect with that before, I think. And yeah. now I think people realise that food is very much part of your health.
3: Exactly. <clears throat> and exactly. Drink people it, are just
0: more educated. In a way that wasn't, yeah, before. Yeah,
3: there's a lot of information available out there now. And, mm. and so people changing their lifestyles and then this you know, non alcoholic drinks kind of suit that. Lifestyle a little better.
1: Mm. It's convenient to see who drives it because I think, you know, we've often talked about it being, you know, when we've looked at the foodie as a sort of archetype, and you know, we talked a lot about the past the 30% of the UK are foodies. Clearly, within that, there are different groups. There are mm. groups that are more health conscious, there are groups that are more body conscious in terms yeah. of stuff, there are people who are you know, just more artisanally conscious about the way things are made and stuff. As we see who actually leads that revolution, because Mm. I don't, I think it is going to be well, in the world of food, I don't think the revolution has been led by the young. I think it's a group of people who get food. I think this revolution is more likely to be led by a younger
0: demographic. It does feel slightly more generational than the, the, than the good food thing. Mm. So if you're, um, if you're gearing up to Christmas and you're beginning to stock up a little bit, uh, it may be that you've got some amazing alcoholic drinks which we're very much in favour of, Uh, hopefully from your speciality food shop or your farm shop uh, or deli. Um, But uh, please don't forget, there's loads of other choices as well. And actually, as uh, Chris was saying, maybe pacing yourself with the odd thing in between is a really, really good idea. So we've been drinking uh, beers from Infinite Session. Very good. I thought, stock some of those. Absolutely. Mm. And um Calenio, which I'm I'm gonna to i I'm gonna have some of that, I think. I'm gonna have some of that to make a few I'm gonna I might experiment and make some cocktails and yeah, see if anybody can it. tell. Which I, I think they will. Do you? Maybe you can make a negroni
1: with it. Just swip out method. the gin, leave yeah. the Campari
0: Yeah. And like just we've been, we've been it in a, a
3: in a negroni
0: say lighting. So nice cocktails. Yeah. I might try that. And I'll report back for you after Christmas. Um, so, uh, thank you so much to Ellie Webb of Calenio and Chris Hanaway of Infinite Session. You've been listening to the Food Talk Show and we're syndicated radio stations across the UK and further afield as well as being available on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes and the podcast app on your phone. Thank you to my fellow presenters, Ollie Lloyd. Gearing up for Christmas, don't forget your presents. Gearing up for Christmas. Make sure you've got the right present for your wife this time. Don't buy something that you want, which is what you normally do. Well. Buy her... A- cooking things that you actually cover to yourself. Massive big green egg, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are
1: you going <laughs> to?
0: Yeah, behave yourself. And also thank you to Holly Shackleton of Speciality Food Magazine. Thank you. Gear up, get all your decorations out in a new house. Oh, I'm
2: ready.
0: You're ready already. And if you want to recommend any future guests, uh, somebody doing something groundbreaking in the food or drink sector, just like Ellie or Chris, um, please do get in touch with us via Twitter on at foodtalkshow.com. And if you want to listen to our hundreds of podcasts, go to foodtalk.co.uk or you can listen to this edition on Speciality Food Magazine right there on the homepage. Very good. So uh, we're going to tuck into a few more non-alcoholic drinks feeling incredibly virtuous. And I do hope you have a good week.